0: check out the first ever edition of the Process People Meetup held in March of 2022. So Process People is a community of process experts and trainual certified consultants. In this first segment of the Meetup, Chris Ronzio speaks to the community about his top lessons from his business consulting days. Um, For those of you who are familiar with Trainual, you are probably familiar with our CEO and founder, Chris. But what you may not be familiar with is is before Trainual actually even started, Chris had his own successful consulting business where he was doing something very similar to what you all do here. And so we thought it'd be awesome to have him here today to to share a little bit of a fireside chat behind his uh, business and what he did when he was consulting, because I think there's a lot to learn from Chris uh, as you all are in your own consulting businesses and so on and so forth so enough of me chatting i'll bring chris on here chris uh it looks like you're here ready to go man thanks for coming on what's up joe good to be here hey everyone can i can i get you to all turn on your mics and say hello i like i like kind of mixing it up because otherwise everybody that was so much better now i feel like we're in a room together So um, I I use my hands a lot in gesturing. I had surgery on my hand yesterday. Everything's fine. But for the last nine months, I was stuck in a thumbs up position. Maybe some of you saw my LinkedIn post about it, but I was like the most optimistic person in every meeting that I was in. I was giving everybody thumbs ups. And so now they fixed it. I could finally bend my thumb, but... I'm stuck in this little thing. So I I think the reason number two was the most popular topic for a lot of you is because everything is better with a story. Stories really help drive, I think, education and learning. And so Joe asked me to, to come on here and tell a little bit of my story as it relates to consulting and overlaps a little bit with what a lot of you are working on. So thank you first for being in this community. I love watching all of you grow and succeed. And I love seeing the Slack posts. I love seeing the LinkedIn posts. I love when you all tag me or comment anything that I'm doing so I just love having you as part of the community thank you so much and uh and I'm happy to share any lessons that I can so the next I think 15 minutes is just talking about how I got into consulting and Joe asked me to pick a couple lessons a couple takeaways that I could share with all of you so we'll go through some of those Uh, and then we'll just open it up questions and uh, and provide as much value as I can so anything before we get started or does that sound good sounds good to me all right That sounds great. Okay. So, my consulting firm was kind of a bridge between my first business, a video production company, and current business, Trainual. So, the story of me doing consulting started after 12 or 13 years of running my own business. So, my first business was a video production company. And what made it unique is that we filmed uh, youth sporting events all across the US. And so much of my focus uh, in growing that business was not being on the camera or editing. I learned to do that stuff in the first few years, but really quickly when I went to college, when I graduated from school, I realized I couldn't be at all the events. We had events that were happening, you know, five, 10 times a day in different states. And when you can't go to all the events, it doesn't really even make sense to be at one of the events. So you gotta figure out another thing to uh, fill up your time. And my time I thought was best spent on the workflows, the operations, the technology of the business, just making us run like a finely tuned machine. Jonathan, who's on here as well, my brother, worked in the video business with me and was hugely instrumental in hopping in and helping systematize a lot of what we do. And so, so much of our marketing that we do today comes out of just spiraling ideas between me and Jonathan and now Jamie and Joe and all the awesome people that we have on board to tell the stories of what it was like operating that business and what I know it's like for the thousands of customers that you and I all work with. So for me getting out of the video business, I realized I had this this specialty of operations and logistics and how to make all of these disparate contractors and remote workers and people showing up to our events look and feel and act like they were all part of the same brand. And that's always what I aspire to. How do I make my company seem like the biggest company possible? Well, everyone needs to look and feel and act the same, the same culture and values and behaviors, the same policies and processes so that wherever we do an event, uh, it looks and feels like EVC. That was the name of the company, Event Video Company. Great for SEO and also kind of like... NBC, ABC. I want to be the event video company, the 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 events version of that. So that's what that business was. When I got into entrepreneurship groups and started meeting some other peers of mine, they were running companies that they were going to every day, and they couldn't figure out how I was just, you know, in my apartment with my wife or fiance at the time, uh, running this remote. Operation. They just didn't make sense to them. So they started asking, well, can you spend a few hours a week at my business? And I would work with a plumbing company, an electrician, a DJ, a law firm, a medical office. And little by little, I got exposed to all these different businesses that had the same commonality, which is they want their business to look and feel and act like a big company. and, And they want all of their people to operate in the same way. So I fell in love with consulting. For me, it was getting to do my role in the video company that I had done for 12 or 13 years and every day getting to experience a new problem, a new industry, a new set of people and just kind of rinse and repeat. How do we introduce workflows, roles, responsibilities, processes to all these different companies? So of course that's where the idea for Trainual came from. But before Trainual was a SaaS application, a product, I was running a consulting business. It started off with just me. Before we launched Trainual as a business, the consulting was a a group, was a team of five of us. the business was called Organized Chaos. So you can still check out organizedchaos.com if you haven't been to the website. It's kind of like this ghost of a website frozen in time that's never been updated, uh, that that shows off you know the services and the, the things that we did. Um, but what the business was all about was organizing the chaos of small growing companies. And how do you do that? Well, you help them document, you help create processes, policies, build playbooks. And so of course, that's where Trainual uh, intersected and became the, the now current focus that we're, uh, we're working on. So, so that's how I got into consulting was just a few peers asking, can you work a day a week in my business? And I loved it. So fast forward a year, I had taken myself off of salary in my video business, stepped back so I could look and act like an owner, uh, and went all in on consulting to fill the time. And after I'd built up, you know, a half dozen and a dozen customers, I was getting referrals. I realized I'm having so much fun with this thing. Let me just go sell the video business. And so I sold the video business, transitioned fully out and went all in on initially Ronzio Consulting, which then became Organized Chaos. So what was the model? What did we do? We set it up. uh, Well, first I should say at the beginning, we did whatever. We did anything, anything people would pay me for. It was like, can you alphabetize all the books in my library of my office. Yeah, sure. Totally. I'll do that. Um, can you, you know, hold an interview day for a hundred people to show up for, you know, part-time event interviews? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. And so I did everything, which I think is important when you're just getting started in any business, but in consulting in particular, because you want to figure out what is the thing that produces the most value for these customers, these clients, and how do I just start to narrow my menu of services to do fewer and fewer things. But at the beginning I did everything. So when it turned to being called organized chaos, it was because I had done this combination of things for a lot of businesses. And that combination was first, I went in and learned everything I could about their business in about a day. I made myself like a new hire and I would get onboarded into their business to understand what it was like for their new hires to meet all their people, to understand their business model, their org chart, the people's roles and responsibilities. And then I would do a download with the business's owner for a few hours to just figure out everything that's floating around their head that's going wrong. And if uh, Joe, if we haven't given these out already, I have these worksheets that I created, which were my... Sheets live during the consulting to just record notes on all the questions I was asking people, and I'm happy to share that with all of you. So I would go and I would get the context of their whole business and understand what they were doing. Day two was all about getting uh, the the chaos, collecting the chaos, and chaos in a business is you know roles and responsibilities that are unclear. It's processes that are broken. It's it's miscommunications between people. It's complaints from customers. And so the way that I would absorb all of that was I did confidential interviews with either all or as many people as I could fit in day of their employees. And then I collected feedback on their reviews on review sites and, and, uh, you know, the things that their customers were saying, and that to me was just gathering all this raw material, the problems in the business. And then day three was all about presenting back to them. Here's what I've got three days in, huge, high value, very quick turnaround, day three, here's everything that I found in your business. So I want to stop right there because when I've hired consultants personally before, a lot of times the engagements can go on for weeks or months or something like that. And you start to lose the energy of the person that hired you and you start to dilute the results of what they thought that they were gonna get from you. And so I think an important lesson here is how can you concentrate value as much as possible in the beginning of your arrangement so that before they're even expecting it, they're like, wow, this is paid for itself already. I'm already getting tons of value. And, it, and this is in the first week, what? Crazy. So I think that's really important with all consulting, however you make that happen. So for me, I was presenting back all of my findings, prioritized, And I would share with them, like, here's a handful of quick wins, things I think we can do in your business within two weeks. And here's the biggest other projects that I think we should focus some time on. After three days, I would get total clarity with their executive team, the owner, whoever it is that I was working with to figure out what they wanted done in the business. And that was the setup for more work together. So... Um, so I want to go through and just share like, who my customer was and some of these lessons. And then hopefully this will tee up great questions that you all have after this. So first of all, target customer. Um, I focused on small businesses with 5 to 50 employees. That was my criteria. And I very seldom went outside the bounds of that. The reason that I focus on companies of that size is that they all had similar problems. And so what I could do is much more repeatable. Whereas if I was working with a 500 person company or a 2000 person company, and then a two person company and a 10 person company, the problems they're dealing with can be across the board, vastly different. And so I tried to use employee size, employee count as kind of a proxy to understand, is this the right size company for me? And that was for me. You can be any different size, whatever, but that that was a proxy for me. And the next thing that I learned is in my business before my video production company, I really started to be able to grow that business once I narrowed down our niche to a specific sport or couple sports. So in our case, it was figure skating Are any of you figure skaters or, or, uh, in involved in any way in figure skating. No, see pretty niche, right? It's not, it doesn't work for everyone. But for, for me, the realization was figure skating events happened across the country. They are really expensive to participate in. Like you need to reserve ice time and pay hundreds of dollars an hour to a coach. And then they have championships all throughout the the uh, the the year where they have like local championships and regional ones and sectional ones and national ones and Olympic qualifying ones. And so there was always a big memory. And then a lot of times figure skaters will wear a different costume like for everything and they want to commemorate all that stuff. So buying the video was the highest value for that sport. And that's how I got to that as our, our niche. And so similarly in a... Uh, in, in consulting, I was trying to find like, who are the highest value companies? And for me, the highest value customer company was one where the owner is still really involved and they're burdened by a lot of this work because they have a, a pain point of wanting to get free from a lot of this work. So five to 50 employees with an owner that's still involved, I'd hit it out of the park every single time that was my customer list. Um, all right. So I talked a little bit about the customer and the model. So a couple of different lessons here beyond when you've got your, your, the right customer, the right service you like doing. The next big lesson for me was productizing pricing. So I'll give you an example. I'm sure you've all been to Chipotle, right? Is is anybody not know what Chipotle is? Okay. Everybody's with it. Okay. You all know Chipotle. So when Chipotle was first like starting to pick they only had like a dozen locations or something. I went to a city that had a Chipotle and I loved their, their menu pricing across the board. It was like, first do this, then do, you know, do you want a bowl or a taco? Do you want chicken or or vegetarian? Do you want uh, these toppings? It was so easy to order that I thought in my video company, we've got to do that the same way. And so that's how it worked Did the video company. You'd show up to an event and you would go down the line and say, do you want a VHS or a DVD or a Blu-ray? At the time we had VHS tapes. Uh, do you want uh, the whole performance from your team or just the individual athlete? Do you want the whole section that you're in or, or, or just this? And they would go down and basically have a menu to choose from that got to a certain price. So you could imagine the throughput of sales, how easy it was to price things. Consulting, the trap we fall into a lot of times is that we'll customize anything, you know, like how much do you want to spend? What services do you want? And and we end up with this custom pricing nonsense every single time. And so the more you can package and productize your pricing, the easier it is because people are buying something off of your menu. A tip that I got from a mentor of mine was when I made my first consulting pricing menu, He suggested that I go and get it laminated. I was like, well, why would I laminate it? That's that's silly. And he's like, if you laminate it, people will think these prices are not negotiable. Like this is this is a real piece of collateral. And so I did that. I laminated my pricing and I'd meet people at a coffee shop and I'd slide it across the table and say, here's the pricing. And nobody would haggle me on price. They'd be like, "Okay, there's option one, two or three. And here's what I can pay. So productizing your pricing in any way possible really helps just condense your sales cycle. And it makes it super clear what people are purchasing. You say, here's something I've delivered 50 times before. You're just going to be number 51. That's what it costs. And it just makes it a really easy transaction. So productize your pricing. Number two, as any of you are starting to grow your businesses, um, I don't know if anyone on here has a big team, has a team is solo, but I imagine that we've got people across the board. So for me at the beginning, I was solo, just, you know, Ronzio consulting, but the business really started to thrive as I added on certain roles and a quick story I'll tell you about this was, uh, have, have any of you seen the uh, music video we did with Montel Jordan? Has anyone seen that? You haven't seen it; it is worth the watch. Go on YouTube and just search "Trainual Montel Jordan." So, in the music video, me and Jonathan for a very quick cameo are background dancers, and is hilarious. One of the crowning achievements of my life, and I was getting to be a background dancer with Montel. And what I asked him when I was uh, w- like trying to figure out my my role, I said, "Montel, what should I do?" And he looked at me and just just like, "Whatever you do." don't do what I do. And and so I was like, okay, uh, understood. Don't, don't try to look cool. And so I stood in the back and did my thing, but the lesson afterward is he is the artist. He is the one that's front of stage. And he has been doing that and honing that skill for decades. Everyone else is support. It's background dancers. So you got to figure out for you, What is your front of stage thing? What is the only thing you should be doing as a consultant? And then how do you surround yourself with the team to be able to elevate you and support you so you can do more of the thing that you're great at? So adding on a team, whether it's a virtual assistant, a a part-time assistant, a regular assistant, administrative person, an office manager, a sales rep, whatever it is that you need to support yourself with, um, I I highly recommend starting to take that leap. All right, I'll give you a couple more quick examples and we'll go into uh, um, questions. So next on the content side, you, you all probably know we produce tons of content at TrainU. It's something we've invested in heavily since the very beginning. But even when I was a solo consultant, I had a newsletter that I was sending out where every week I would send out this three-sentence newsletter that was like, hey, if you're a small business owner and you've got this problem, here's a solution that I found. And here's how it solves it in your business. You know, it was like three sentences. And I would send out this simple newsletter, disciplined week after week after week. And that newsletter went from having, you know, 30 subscribers to 200 to 800 to 1500 to 2000. And it kept growing and built up more of a reputation and a brand for people to start hiring me that I didn't know. I know all of us have gotten really good at networking and getting referrals and, you know, getting business from your local market. But the way that you start to get outside your local market is to become an expert that, that the outsiders see you as more of an expert. So do something content related, whatever you're good at videos, newsletters, blogs, guest blogging, come on, you know, the, the, um, you know, any opportunities that train you offers, um, if you can get yourself out there, that's how you get more uh, customers that are not warm kind of referrals all right and then the last thing i'll share right here because i know we're running out of time is expansion revenue so if you haven't heard of the the idea of expansion revenue it applies to every business it's like how do you get someone that's spending x with you to start spending x plus y plus z with you how do you get your customers to start spending more And so if you haven't done this already, look at your whole list of customers that have ever spent money with you. And just, you can run a report. If you use QuickBooks or something like that, look at dollars spent over time and start to figure out who are the customers that have spent most with me over time. And why did that happen? Where they're repeat services that I just have higher prices. They buy a couple different things for me. And you need to start to understand the journey that you can take people through. And then think of a, if I if we were in person or if we had more time, I would draw this kind of stair step thing for you because you you can start to think about how, how does someone spend $5 or $10 with me? Well, maybe you have a book or something. How do they spend $50 with me? Maybe you've got a course. How do they spend $500 with me? Maybe they do a one-time call. How do they spend $5,000 with me? Maybe it's a workshop consultation. How do they spend $50,000 with me? Well, maybe that's a year-long implementation with several members of my team. You know, if you can start thinking through that path, whatever it is in your company, then you can start bringing more people along that path intentionally. Because if you don't have an intentional path, Then people are just gonna show up and be one-time customers and bounce. And you'll be looking for the the next customer all the time. So in consulting, if you can build expansion and you can say, how do I get people in for this really simple thing, get them a quick win and then offer them this and then offer them this and get them keep coming back. That's how you really build a base of a consulting business. It's not by trying to replace 100% of the jobs you had last year, this year. Hey, thanks for listening to Organized Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you wanna connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.